Hello, it's Friday. It's midday, which can mean one thing and one thing only. It's Wow Ergonomics with me, Graham Cove, and Stephen Howe. Stephen, how are you? I'm good, Graham. How about you? Fine. I just want to clear one thing up before we start, yes. which is okay. that um, we are wearing exactly the same clothes as last week. Uh, we have had a wash cycle in between. Yes, absolutely. Right. Um, I'm glad you pointed that out because something that I watch on TV, and I don't know whether you watch on TV, um, but do you watch Bake Off the Professionals? No. Right. Okay. So that show is supposed to be filmed over two days, but they always have the same clothes on on the second day. And the question I've got is, do they go and get those clothes dry cleaned or washed, say on the Saturday night ready for the Sunday? Or do they just put them on as they were on the Saturday? It's, I always watched it and thinking, or they got two of exactly the same of the same item. What do you think it is? Or is it just all filmed at the same time and then told, you're told that that's when it's going out? Which is probably the more likely one, but I just thought, I've watched it and thought, I wonder how they're, I wonder what yeah. they're doing. Anyway, sorry, I've completely sort of gone, gone. No, 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 no. I think that happens a lot in so-called live TV. I honestly think that happens mm. a lot in live TV, where actually, mm. it's it's actually filmed over uh, over you know two or three days, and then it's yeah. scheduled to go out live over whatever, and actually. Nobody thinks about it and goes, do you know what? We need to we need to make sure people change outfits so that actually yeah. it looks like it was over two or three days. Mm. Um, they just hope that people forget between one, one episode and the next. Now, the flip side to that, of course, sorry, I'm going completely away from ergonomics. We're sort of in TV and costume. I'll bring now. it back around. I'll find, I'll find a way, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, no, no. But the flip side is, is something like Strictly Come Dancing, where it's all filmed on the Saturday. But the show that goes out on the Sunday, they've all changed costume or haven't they? So they don't, they sort of just, they just, they've gone for, they've, they've gone for the whole change. And I think that's what sort of messes with people's heads a bit, doesn't it? Like, okay, they've, they've sort of changed during the show. So yeah, it's, um, I, again, that's the thing, me and you, same tops, look where it, look where it's gone. We're all over the shop already. So if, uh, if you've been affected by uh, this <laughs> or any other changes of clothing, uh, yes. On on live TV or on live streaming, mm. and please do write in. Uh, we'll give the postal address at the end of this episode. Yeah. Or or not, as the case may yeah, be. Possibly not. Possibly not. Yeah. It's been summer holidays. It's been it's been a long mm. haul, as as it always is. And I can remember that I think the first time we did this throughout the summer holidays, and it was just that was very strange because. It was summer holidays, but we'd had COVID, etc. So it yes. just there there wasn't as much of a distinction. But um, no, you know how how have you found it in terms of a working from home? Is it is it been mm. quite disruptive when you've had conversations with people out and about? How how are people coping with working from home whilst the kids are there? Yeah, not too bad, I think. In the people I've spoken to, actually, they, they, I suppose the whole ethos of working from home has potentially taken away some of the stress for parents over the summer holidays. If you've got children who are a little bit more pliable and are happy to do something in another room without killing each other whilst you're working, it's sort of been a bit of a godsend. Um, I think it's helped a lot of people out who potentially struggle with the fact that, you know, they've got five weeks holiday 
with 13 weeks to cover. So I think it's probably helped a lot of people. I think for me, I've noticed it's quite difficult over the summer, as it always is, to actually get and see people. Because I think generally people are either off on holiday or if they're not on off on holiday themselves, they're covering a colleague who is off on holiday. So actually in a in a sales environment perspective, I always find this six weeks quite a challenge. And then the first couple of weeks of September when the kids have gone back to school, you've then got all the people who haven't got kids who then all want to get abroad because the prices drop and it's less busy, etc. So I do tend to find that sort of mid-July to mid-September, I suppose it almost reaches over two months, isn't an easy time to get out to see people. You know, you won't see any trade shows, you won't see any trade fairs. Generally, that's a very, very quiet period of business. But then it sort of ramps itself up again early September. And then you've got the big sort of busy spell on the way up to up to Christmas. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is I saw a post from someone the other day to say that their kids were already back. Because I, I think they they were Scotland way or they're, they're going yes. back this week. Yeah. Um, and then that started me thinking, which is, hmm. you know, because we've had one of these. And, and there was also a, another conversation online as well about should we have a you know, should we have an extra bank holiday about this? And then lots of people were responding saying, I think we've had enough bank holidays this year. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but it got, it got me thinking that in terms of that churn and but in terms of the economy as well, wonder what it would do if we actually geographically split locations mm. up in the country and actually went, right, children in this area actually go on holiday then children yeah. then go and and we staggered it would it make it worse would it make it better would it actually could, what would it do in terms of uh holiday prices what would it but what would it do in terms of you know maybe i don't know supporting the economy more it would just be interesting it's just interesting yeah now i i I don't know the, the full story, but I know it pretty well. But in the Netherlands, obviously, where Bacharelkhausen is based and was originated from, they split the country into three. Right. So I, I, I will get what I'll do is I'll, if I get any of this wrong, I'll verify it and I'll drop it in the comments later just to sort of clarify it. But they break the country, I think, into north, central and south. And I think there is an element of staggering of the school holidays now. That's quite an interesting sort of concept, really, as you say, what impact, what impact does it have? I guess, I mean, I, I, I guess it sort of means there's more continuity of business in terms of having a big sort of drop where everyone goes off at the same time. Does it allow business to be a little bit more steady because you've only got a third of the country off at any one time? So I guess it would help smooth, it would help sort of smooth demand out. Um, but I, I'll find out a little bit more about that because, as I say, it is something they do. I wonder whether in a slightly smaller country from a population perspective, whether it's easier to manage. Um, I guess for ourselves, being a larger country with a larger population, it may cause potentially more issues. For example, the Netherlands will have far fewer airports than we would have. So do, does if we did it, would, would it have, have a knock on effect on you know other parts of the economy but it'd be quite interesting to think what if they actually smoothed it out and we did a north 
Midlands, South Wales, Scotland. Or, you know, if we if we did something like that, it'd be quite interesting to see what what impact it would have. But I do know from a business perspective, it, August can be very, 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 very quiet. Um, yeah. So actually, I want, yeah. I also I also wonder whether um, you know there, there are business owners out there. Who could, uh, who might want to comment on this as as uh, as you watch it during the week or, or hear it mm. during the week? But I just wonder whether, if you could choose, if there wasn't the legislation there mm. that that stopped you having these conversations, if you could choose to say to your employees, I'd rather you took your holiday then because it actually mm. suited the natural kind of highs and lows of the business. I wonder. Are, are there times where you would want to say to to your staff, "I'd really, I'd really, it'd be great if you took your holiday then," because actually we're dead then. Yeah, you know. So actually, what's the point of someone being in the office mm. then? You know, um, I'm sure it's intimated in a lot of businesses. Yeah, that there might be better times for you to go on holiday than we other would times. prefer it if you didn't take holidays. A lot of companies I know prefer it if people don't take holidays sort of in the last quarter, don't they? You know, if businesses are working that traditional January to December, there's always that big push at the end of the year, isn't it, to, to hit the numbers or, or sort of overachieve. And I do always think there's a reluctance for businesses for people to sort of take holidays off in the back third, back back quarter of the year. Yeah. Uh, and uh, whilst we're continuing on this theme of holidays, because mm. I, I find it fascinating, uh, is, um, you know, how how do you feel within your business about taking holidays uh, over long periods of time as well? I mean, personally, being self-employed, I mean, mm. the next week is the only week that actually I'm going to take a week off. Yeah. Right. Normally, my holidays, what I will do is tend to find like a week where there's uh, is a, a bank holiday at the end of the week or whatever. And then maybe I'll take mm. an extended weekend. So I might do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Right. So I'm really mm. only missing one day. And yeah. I, I don't tend to take any more. Normally throughout the year, I'll take a, a few of those. So there'll be like four days. Right. And then I'll take one week's holiday, but I won't take mm. I will never, ever, ever take two weeks holiday. No, never. And and even actually when I was employed, I never took two weeks holiday because for me, it's just so disruptive to mm. the, the business sense of like, oh, I've got to take a holiday now and I'm going to be out of the loop for two weeks. Yeah, it was interesting. I, I can't remember who it was. It wasn't somebody I'm linked to or connected to on LinkedIn, but someone who I know commented and it was quite interesting. And this probably is more sort of pertinent and relevant to, to smaller businesses like you've just mentioned there, Graham. But this lady was saying that I think it, it, she'd only been trading sort of nine or 10 months, but August was the was the only or going to be the first month where she'd actually lose money simply because the clients who she worked with just aren't around in August. And it sort of ties back a little bit to what you were saying there before about smoothing out. So if there was a, a smoothing of holidays and, and we sort of did it in sections, would that would that help? You know, because ultimately, yeah, OK, I'm sure over the year she'll make a profit from what she's saying. But I think if you're a new business, a relatively small new business, you don't want to be having any month where you actually are seen to sort of be in the red, as it were. So, mm. you know, again, I wonder if 
I wonder if some consideration for small businesses and, and entrepreneurs and things like that, would would that benefit the smaller businesses by doing something? Are they the are they the most impacted because they're less cash rich? Yeah. So actually would would we be able to sort of a bit of a shot in the arm for the smaller businesses if we could do something to slightly manipulate the, the holidays on a on a regionalised basis? I just wonder whether there needs to be a little bit more flexibility in the whole system. Mm. I mean, even um, looking at holiday destinations, one of the things that um, we found, I mean, my, my, I, I booked the other day for uh, for my wife's birthday. We're going to we're going to go away somewhere, um, Ilfracombe, for a couple of days on a, in nice. a beach hut type. Of, yeah, thank you. It's a, you know, hope she appreciates it. Um, <laughs> but sure uh, yeah, absolutely. But. The thing is, though, that actually looking for places where you can book maybe over like two or three days as opposed to a week, that actually really restricts down. You just wonder whether, like, given the changes that have happened over the last few years, whether or not we and and how many more people are now self-employed, do Mm. some holiday places need to start looking at it and go, actually, we need to adapt. We need to... Maybe on this campsite, for example, we have a packages where if it's caravans, for example, we have caravan packages where it's a week, a week or whatever. Mm. But actually, this this whole area over here, this this is designated to, you know, three days, two days, whatever. Yeah. So that actually there's more available where you can just book it short term. So that actually people that don't have the the availability in their pocket to be able to go away for long, longer holidays can perhaps take mm. more short breaks throughout the year. I've just think, just think, you know, it, is it keeping up? That's of interest. And another conversation yeah, that actually brings in the kind of ergonomic side of things as well. And I think oh, well that's quite interesting um, was I, I did a poll during the week, which actually got a little bit of a backlash from some people, okay. which, I found, which I found was quite interesting. Which was, I I talked about um, using pins and restrictions on various bits of tech, uh, predominantly around children. Um, Mm. And I found this really interesting that some people were like, well, you shouldn't actually be putting any kind of restrictions on anybody in terms of their use of tech. Oh, yes. Right. But I just found that that whole thing interesting because obviously... there's I can see both sides of the argument swings and roundabouts yeah you know yes I think it's it's good that we educate people around tech and maybe get them to make including children maybe get them to make their own decisions but and some of the responses I said back were like but even as adults like some of us need actually something to remind us yeah you know I mean you can educate someone till you're blue in the teeth, but actually, quite clearly, from what we've we've seen, right? And you wouldn't even have pieces of software that do it if if that was the case. Sometimes you have to have a bit of tech that actually tells you, you you've been sat here for hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw something the other day, and I can't remember which national broadcaster it was, but it was it was talking about it was along the lines of. It's not how long they're on the device. It's what they, they're looking at. And it was almost trying... It was trying to almost justify kids spending a lot of time on the device 
as long as they were watching something that was quite educational. And I thought, you're missing the point there. You're missing the point totally. You've got to encourage people to do other things. You've got to encourage breaks. If you're just because it's educational doesn't mean they're not going to develop musculoskeletal issues because what they're what they're learning about is educational. So I, I felt as if and, and I, again, I'll look into it and I'll drop back in the comments as to what it was at a, at a later point. But it was it just got me thinking. I thought, I think you've missed the point there or you're pushing out the wrong narrative because because parents and, and employers concern is the length of time the children or employees are spending on the tech without taking breaks, not mm. what they're actually doing. So again, I'll I'll find that, but it, it sort of got me, it, I sort of listened to it and I had to sort of process it again and thinking, did I get that right? And I'm pretty, you know, and I just thought that was quite interesting. The way the, the angle was coming from that was almost trying to justify it's okay spending longer on tech as long as they're watching something educational. Well, I think you've missed the point there. Yeah, it's similar way to what, you know, I was surprised actually at some of the kind of comments back around sort of like, you know, almost being a a, a sort of a very um, aggressive state to actually put put a pin on a, on a, on a device. But mm. I, I just wonder actually, you know, for all of us, maybe just having more uh things that actually or more gates to the technology that actually remind us like what why are we are now starting to engage with the technology the time is now up we've spent half an hour on this technology perhaps yeah. we should go and make a cup of coffee perhaps we should go for a walk or whatever is that actually is that actually wrong you know and and i'll be frank as well it's it's fine for people to say yes what we should do is we should in the middle of a busy day communicate all of this with with uh, a child or or whatever but actually mm. a lot of people are having to work at the same time as look after their children yeah there is not the child care there so it's no. it's not and it's it's not neglect it's not you know it's those children are being looked after but mm. the, it, I, I, do you know what growing up I was left for long periods alone during the day while my parents worked and I had to f amuse myself you know yeah. I had to find so I had to find something to do um I thought that was actually it's really good for you yeah <laughs> you know maybe 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 uh we, we spend too long actually uh you know trying to find something for uh, for our kids to do and actually maybe we it helps them grow up just saying could could go both ways but maybe it actually helps them to grow up if they develop their own sense of independence and is that poll still open graham is it or is it one of yours that's closed down is that no still, it's sort still of open it's comments? Still, okay. still open yeah but i just thought it was interesting yeah. and i just i just I wonder, I wonder, you see how many, because of that, I wonder then how many people are quite opposed to any kind of locking down of technology at work. Mm. If people think that about locking down kids' technology, yeah. potentially, do are there people out there that are thinking it's wrong to lock down technology or it's wrong to uh, say, now maybe it's time to come off of this now? You know, you'd like to think there's not many people out there. 
but I bet there are. I bet yeah. there are those companies and those managers who were like, no, no, we're not locking it down. No, we need to get our, you know, get our pound of flesh out of them. So no, we're going to keep pushing them, keep pushing them. Despite what you're told, they'll just carry on doing that. So I, there will be, there's bound to be people who still think that is the way to work. And, the and way will to part of their justification be, actually, this is about human rights. It's about allowing someone, if someone wants to work, mm. 20 hours a day and never come off their screen or whatever actually that's their right to choose as a human mm. that that's the thing to do but i but I, I wonder is that actually human rights or is that actually poor management human, I don't, wrongs. Uh, human, human wrongs. wrongs not human just, rights just throwing throwing that into the equation um, yeah absolutely what what do you what do you think as we come out of uh the summer what do you yeah. think we're going to hear most about in terms of problems ergonomics wise good question i've seen a lot of companies and people talking about getting people not the ditching of working from home but certainly that idea we all had that it'd be people would be spending one or two days at home i i've sort of picked up on a couple of conversations and, and narratives where people will be going back to the office more full time than we maybe thought it would be. So I think the interesting thing from that will come is if they were set up correctly at home, is the office set up correctly for them or vice versa? Does it expose what they didn't have at home? versus what they've now got in the office so that there has to be things that will come out so as i say the thing for me will be that mass return to the office that it isn't going to be mass but there certainly is a lot more companies want people back in five days so it's going to be that what problems are going to be uncovered as they come back to the office and actually does it then expose what they haven't got at home versus what they've got in the office so i think a lot more of that's going to become that, that that clash is going to become quite apparent, Graham, just from what I'm hearing and, and picking up from people and some of the, the little bit, the sort of the projects we're hearing about. Actually, the interesting thing is, on a positive note, some of the projects we're being asked to get involved in are companies investing in new kit for the office. Yeah. So it very clearly is, we want people back in the office. I think... I, I, look, I can understand why people would want to go back to an office. I think there's a lot of reasons why people might want mm. to go back to a communal area. I just, my, the grey area that I have on it is I just hope that in doing that, mm. people have talked to their people. Yeah. That's, that for me is the fundamental issue here. In, mm. in getting people back to the office have you taken time because and you've had time right oh you've Let's had loads of time L listen folks out there if you're getting your people back to the office you've had you've had years now because it has been years you've had years to talk to your people not just your people but your clients other stakeholders as well and actually find out what they all want mm. So I hope that people have done that. And and I, you know, I think the most interesting one of those outside of the staff piece is the customers. 
Mm. I think it's really, really important that any business has actually spent time talking to their customers about what do you want your customer, what, what do you want from us as a business? Because if the if the clients, if your clients tell you that actually they've had a a, a better quality of customer service or experience or whatever since your people have been working from home. You need to be thinking about whether or not taking all of your people back to the office is the right thing to do. You know, and also, and also, I think what's interesting is we we heard about that that phrase, the the, the sort of the mass resignation that went on during periods of COVID, but actually, you could almost get a second wave of it by pushing people back to the office. Like you say, people need to understand and engage with their people because if they pitch it wrong and it doesn't work for their people. They're then going to get a whole load of other waves of resignations, aren't you? Because yeah, they're you going are. to go, actually, you're doing it, but you're not doing it for the right reasons and you're not doing the right way. So we're off. So companies I, have got to be really, really careful. I think I think it I could I think it could be um, quite interesting to see how that pans out. Be lovely to hear your viewpoints on that as well. Yeah, you know, are you getting your people back to the office or uh, are, are they staying more hybrid working or working from home? You know, how are you going forward? Um, you know, have you had conversations with your staff? What, what what are they saying? What are they telling you? The other the other topic that I I'm hearing, and I've been involved in some of those conversations as well, um, that is clearly going to impact I think uh, our industry is uh, there's quite a lot of conversation at the moment between people in occupational health and those that are in vocational rehabilitation. And I think that's really interesting as well, that there's been a kind of recon, recon, uh, recognised need yeah. that going forward, those two areas need to come closer together. Mm. And I think that's going to have a massive impact because and it, it kind of fits in very much to what we've been saying for a long time about... Mm. Um, people working in silos um, and I'm hearing more and more sort of shifts towards we really need to look at within that as well we really need to look at the assessment process again we really need to look at uh, DSE again we really need mm. to look at um, you know just the whole way that we approach support of individuals within the workplace because ultimately we have been doing this in silos and we're not necessarily even starting. And this was a really interesting conversation I had yesterday, really not necessarily even starting at the right place. Right. Which, okay. Which I think is really, really interesting. Um, mm. So we had a great conversation. Um, I won't say too much about it because it's going to go out as a podcast, but I had a great okay. conversation um, where, you know, part of that, as part of that conversation, we were talking about maybe actually for a lot of people, the vocational rehabilitation piece actually needs to come up front rather than maybe tagged on to the end when it's all kind of too late. Yeah. So in, absolutely. in, other, in other words, this person's, are we having, are we having better conversations with people at work about what might be stopping them from working effectively? Are we having that more up front rather than waiting for a problem to happen? 
But also mm. then if we know that there's a problem there, are we talking to them? You've got a child coming through the door. I, there's a problem there, Graham. I don't know about what, any other problems. So. Yeah. But are we are we talking to them about um, how are you going to get to work? How are you going to how are you going to you know, how are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? But basic things of living before we even start on the workplace bit. He's desperate to come in. He's you know, desperate to be in the show. I know. Do you know, know what? That. He's going to be on the show any minute now. What? what yeah. Who is that? <laughs> That's Callum. Hello, Callum. Nice to see you. Do you want to say hello? Do you want to say hello? No. There we yeah, go. He's, he's right. there now. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh. Is it Callum? You mentioned at the start of the show the pleasures of childcare and the summer holidays, and we're ending the show with an, an example of this is what we have to go through. Well, do you know what, though? At least you're not turning around swearing at him and getting a nanny to pull him out of the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, that was that guy, wasn't it, at the very start of it all? So, yeah, yeah well, the, or the one that was on the uh, on BBC News or something that was, you know, yes. was like swearing yeah. away at his son and whatever. It's like, you know, I'm resisting swearing. Great, great, uh, showing great company culture. But yeah, what 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 do you what do you think about that in terms of? Um, do you think it's quite interesting that that the professional bodies are beginning to recognise that actually there needs to be sort of closer synergy yeah. between between what's happening? I think you said it before. You mentioned the word silos. I think that's the, that's what we're seeing is companies and, and and departments that have worked in silos previously now need to start coming together. I think that they recognise they have to do that. They can't they can't carry on operating as they have been if they want to give the most effective sort of resolution and outcome. So absolutely, yeah, I think, and it'd be interesting to see, you know, number of people we've had on this show. I think it'd be interesting over the next sort of four to six weeks, you know, to get our sort of friends from the assessment community, you know, get our friends from the the o, the o, OH community, the likes, I'm thinking the likes of Claire Henson Bowen and, you know, like Ross Nichols, Chris, um, Chris Barlow. It'd be interesting to get those guys back on and see what changes are they seeing and, are, and what are they experiencing the changes that we think are going to be going to be happening. There we go. Well, we're wrapping up, folks, another show, uh, another short one again today, uh, yeah. because, you know, we want you to spend, as we said uh, at the end of last show, we want you to spend, you know, as much of your summer holiday uh, that you've got left, that tiny bit of time left uh, yeah. with, with your family and friends. Callum clearly wants his dad to do something on an iPad or something. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's the it's the pin number, isn't it? He's after. Yeah, yeah, yeah for my credit card, probably. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cash. It's amazing, it's isn't it? Thing. It's. Do you know what? That that's that is a funny thing. My kids are always asking me to buy something online for them these days, yeah. right? And whatever, it never feels like you're actually spending money, does it? It just no. feels like you just feel like you. Like the the expense is with your kids, yeah. not necessarily with the company. And then later you look at your bank statement, you go, "What on earth was that?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You, it's too you, easy. Got, you can't too make easy. any kind of cerebral connection between no. you have actually spent that money with somebody uh, and and the purchase moment. Whereas you know when you go in, that's what I still love about shops, and that's why I still will continue to go to shops to this day. And day. you know when you've actually spent money in shops, yeah, because you come out with it's a bag easy. or something. Yeah, it's it's far too easy.
folks, have a have a lovely week. Uh, look after yep. yourselves out there. We will be back with a full length uh, wow next time, uh, so that you can you know hear us jabber away, um, you know, to our hearts' content. Um, we will be uh, bringing on some more guests. Have a great rest of the the summer holidays if you've got some more summer holidays left, and uh, we look forward to speaking to you soon. From Stephen, myself, and Callum. Yeah. Bye for now. Bye bye.